This past weekend, MLS Next Pro, a third division pro soccer league here in North America, kicked off its second season. MLS Next Pro teams are connected to first division teams in Major League Soccer, and they compete against one another, creating another step in the pro player development pathway. Hello, everyone. This is Rep Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Today, I'm joined by a couple of special guests, Jubal McDaniel, chaplain to the Tacoma Defiance, and Kevin Hasneck, chaplain to Colorado Rapids 2. Each of these guys is a volunteer chaplain with Soccer Chaplains United and serving their MLS Next Pro teams. Today on the pod, we're going to take a look at the season starts that each team has had and preview what lies ahead for 2023 and this ever-evolving league. We'll also have our second head-to-head crosses with Rev as these two face off for the first time should be fun. Stay tuned. The opening whistle blows right after this. a little off foot thinking he's going to go far post not strong enough with his right hand whips that one in far post almost made him in and they have he has the hat trick the second in his career the third of the night the hat trick hero talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure to the corner goes towards the near post and you're the angle and what a goal what a goal Today, I want to welcome Jubal and Kevin to the podcast. They're volunteer chaplains with their teams and also with Soccer Chaplains United. I believe, Kevin, this is your first time on the podcast. And uh, Jubal, you've been on a couple times, but welcome, guys. It's it's good to have you. And uh, I wish I had pressed record a little earlier to capture your little bantering back and forth. But um, yeah, I'll have to think about that next time. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves, though, in the order that their teams finished last season. So, Jubal, uh, even though you're bottom of the table in the Premier League, you're top of the table, at least above Kevin's team <laughs> in MLS Next Pro. So fourth place finish in the we- league last year. Here you go. You get two minutes. Um, share with us how long you've been with the club. You can take more than two minutes, but uh, how long you've been with your club. What else you do outside the chaplaincy? Maybe a curious, fun factoid that no one might know about you. And uh, yeah, let me just say, Jubal, welcome to the pod. Yeah, it's good to be here. Um, so I've been with Tacoma Defiance for as uh, my third season now. And uh, been with soccer chaplains for almost four years coming up pretty soon. Um, outside of the chaplaincy, um, I work in youth athletics uh, for a local private Christian school. I've been doing that for about five years. Um, and then I also run a nonprofit called Northwest Football Ministries, uh, where we uh, give kids access to the game of soccer and also introduce them to Jesus. Um, we've been doing that for 10, 11 years now. Started from the ground up. Um, I have a wife and four kids um so it keeps me young very active um they're starting to play sports now which is really fun mm. um my wife and i'll be celebrating 12 years in may we're pretty excited about that and uh yeah as far as a fun factoid um pulling one out of the hat here uh girls just want to have fun is probably one of my favorite songs of all time um so that's that's one of my jams Oh, Jubal, that's 
you need to say more about that one because uh, <laughs> girls just want to have fun and you work with men's soccer. Not exclusively, right? But yeah, what is it? Well, I, I, I coach girls soccer. I'll say that for one. Um, but I think it just encapsulates the like that 80s sound so well. Um, and that's something that I just really like enjoy and vibe on. Um, it's also a song that just like puts you in a good mood. Like when it comes on, it's hard to be like angry. Mm. Um, it's just a really, really fun song to kind of throw on and it goes with almost any scenario. So I will have to share this with my wife and my four daughters because dad usually gets angry at something and, Maybe this is maybe this is the antidote. They just pop that song on and I'm like, I'm helpless. What can I do about it? Oh, man. Well, Jubal, thanks for sharing that with us. And uh, thanks for sharing about uh, the work you're doing. Um, great job with Tacoma Defiance. I actually have my Seattle mug, though. Uh, the, most of you can't see it as we're, you know, we have faces for radio, not exactly for video. So, uh Kevin, let's flip over to you. Kevin, introduce yourself and welcome to the to the touchline today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I, first of all, I have to say I'm I'm excited to be with the two of you because Jubal's like a he's like my hero. He's like the other guy in our league, and so I I I watch what he does and I try to just be like Jubal. That's kind of my motto, or it has been this season at least. Um, but my name is Kevin. Uh, I work with Rapids 2. This is my second season. And I, I feel like it's been one of those things where I I, I say a lot, I, I'm, I'm really learning. I'm trying to learn so much. And so even being around Brad has been really helpful for me. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, kind of the, the things that have happened last year. It was kind of a new thing, brand new team, brand new league. There's a lot of new stuff. So going into this year, it seems uh, like... I, I think we kind of know what to do, or I, I'm trying to figure out what to do, um, but I'm still learning. So um, I, when you said share a factoid, you, you mentioned before we started recording, hey, tell, talk about running. Uh, I, I run because I like to eat. That's like the only reason <laughs> that I run. Uh, I don't run because I'm like trying to qualify for like the Boston Marathon or anything like that. I did, I did have a goal. I wanted to run a marathon before I turned 40. So last year at 39. I finished the Colfax marathon. I say finished because I didn't like win. Uh, and I, I think I barely beat the the crew that comes at the end to pick people up, you know, and like, like they fail and they go, Hey, the time limit is out. I barely I, beat those guys in. Kev, uh, I saw the yeah. video. Maybe I saw it on Facebook. You yeah. did not look like a happy camper as you cross oh, that finish. No, line. There, it, there was a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of gnashing of teeth. Uh, <laughs> I, I got it done. I finished. Uh, so this year I have some buddies that said, Hey, you're going to do it again. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to run half as long. So I'm doing the half marathon this time. And I feel like that's a lot more doable for me at 40 than the the full marathon was. So we'll see, we'll see what, what happens. Maybe my, my mileage is going to go down every time, you know, next time know. it'll be the, the 10 miler and then the 5k. And then I'll just kind of just hang out and cheer Jubal on when he does it. So. When when you set those goals of half marathon before fifty, and you do it in your fortieth year, then you can just keep, yeah. And every year won't won't feel yeah. as bad. Are, did I? I'm sorry. Did I hear that you were doing it with me? 
No, you didn't hear that. Oh, okay. My okay. shoes Maybe. are still in the mail. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. As well as my application fee. Guys, let's jump in. Um, some don't know MLS Next Pro is a third division um, pro soccer league here in North America. I say North America because we've got friends across the border in Canada where uh, they are tasked with building out sort of these teams that are attached into MLS, Major League Soccer, most of them. Uh, last year had a, I think, an offshoot of that <clears throat> in Rochester. But let's talk last season because a lot of the language I heard from executives and those around the league was we're building the plane in midair. And certainly there was some of that going on. Um, but last year was inaugural season for the league and for Rapids too, not necessarily for Tacoma Defiance. We can talk about that a little bit. And maybe that is why, Jubal, you guys finished uh, fourth in the standings and Rapids 2 finished 17th. But Jubal, uh, you know, the Defiance made the transition. They had played USL Championship. And previously, you know, they they brought in, it seems like, that level of experience that uh, USL Championship sort of second division pro here in the U.S., here in North America. Um what do you think? Do you think that uh, Tacoma defines it? It seems like they made a good transition, but you know maybe there are some birth pains or struggle in USL Championship, and they just lived it out a little bit better in uh, MLS Next Pro. What what are kind of your thoughts from observing observing the team in the transition? Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good question. I think I think really that's spot on. That our participation in the championship uh, really gave them kind of a, a platform uh, for them to launch into the MLS Next Pro. I felt like that last season of the USL Championship, you know, we missed out on the playoffs uh, by literally a point. Um, so we played uh, Phoenix Rising in the last game, and uh, they were leading the league at the time. We ended up getting a win in that game, um, but needed uh, another team to help us out. And that result didn't go favorably for us, which kept us out of the playoffs. Um, but you just kind of look at that kind of push um, and that mentality um, going into that season. And then now, you know, getting back home at Starfire, you know, around kind of the Sounders core. Um, plus, you kept a lot of those same players from that season uh, really made um, kind of a, a big difference. I think really gave them a solid platform going into that first year of MLS Next Pro. Yeah, for sure. And and Jubal, would you say um, not only the USL Championship experience, but that connection uh, more intimately into Sounders has that has that helped the the program? Oh, I think I think so for sure. Um, you know, I can't speak for for other clubs in the league, but. Uh, I think the Sounders have a really unique uh, method of incorporating the defiance and, you know, kind of those guys that are on the first team level that aren't getting regular minutes uh, that have opportunity now um, through participation in the MLS Next Pro, as well as those kind of academy players that are ready to make that next jump. Um, and so we have this really, really unique blend um, of players kind of from all three levels that are participating in this team, um, <clears throat> which does 
make it a little bit unique because the lineup could be different from game to game, uh, depending on who's available and who's performing. Uh, but I think it stimulates competition. It stimulates brotherhood. Um, it's stimulated, you know, a, a unique kind of attitude and culture around the club um, that has been really fun to be a part of. Kevin, uh, Rapids 2 are essentially housed in, play in, play around uh, Rapids' first team. Um, do you see some of the same things just from your experience? And again, Rapids 2 was very new last year, so there was a lot of figuring out where to put the team in the stadium facility and working out training schedules and all that. But just from your experience, and I know you know last year was new for you as well, um, yeah, what, what did you see? What did you observe? Yeah, similar. I think there, there's a lot of, uh, brotherhood that happens. Um, and some of it is, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on too. Uh, but I think there is a huge benefit of the, of R2 being around Rapids first team. Um, we've seen some of the guys that were playing last year with R2 are now, uh, have moved up and are, are making some, some starts and getting some uh, first team minutes. And that's kind of the goal I think is always to see these guys progress and move up. And so I've just, one of the things I love uh, just like Jubal said in this league, you have a mixture of uh, perhaps some, some first team guys that are getting minutes. Maybe you have uh, some guys that have been signed specifically for the, you know, for rapids Two, perhaps. And then we have Academy guys. So some amateur uh, contracts and things like that, all this big mixture, uh, lots of different experience, but they're all with the same goal. They all want to play well and they all want to win. Um, and I think that that's kind of fun to see, you know, watching some young guys. I mean, we've got some guys that are, you know, featuring that are 16, 17, 18 years old um, that are just getting their first taste of what it means to be a pro. Um, and that's really fun to see. I really, I've, I've loved that aspect of it to be around the guys and, they're so hungry. They're ready. They want to, they want to really perform and show out and, and, and prove that they can do it. Um, and that's been fun. And, and, you know, and then because they are so close, you know, you'll often see a lot of uh, movement between the the first and second team. And um, you'll see coaches around both teams and you'll see uh, technical staff and it all, it's just a, it's a, a moving thing where there's a lot of movement, uh, but it's a good thing because I think a lot of the guys that's where they want to be. They want to be with the first team and they want to be there. And so, you know, that's kind of uh, exciting for them to be at the state. Like our home opener was at the stadium uh, and they got to play under the lights. Um, and I think that was really fun for them. They were, that, that was exciting. They, they, that's what they want to do. That's where they want to be. Nice. Yeah. Uh, just even from my perspective, it's, it's interesting because the Academy um, 17s can see Rapids too and then can see the first team and they're all kind of playing really within 50 yards of each other in some, some moments. And uh, I think it, it creates the visibility of seeing, Ooh, I'm close. And, and that can be a space where we step into as, as chaplains as well, because that proximity to success, being a pro, being an elite athlete, getting that MLS first team contract when, or if they fail, um, creates opportunity for us to come in and care for, love on, uh, and support support people in the midst of things. Well, guys, as we uh, are putting this podcast out, the league and the games have already started. And uh, so let's talk a little bit. Kev, you just mentioned uh, Rapids 2 getting 
getting a shot, getting the home opener under the lights. And how did they do this week, past weekend? Uh, they did great. I mean, it was an exciting game. You know, they, they, they win it in stoppage time, you know, so there was a, you know, they got out in front and then they equalized. And it was also, I mean, one of the coldest games I've been a part, I think, you know, kickoff, it was about 30 degrees. Uh, and then I think when my family got back to our truck to head home, you know, it was in the upper 20s. So it was real cold, uh, but they, they showed a lot of grit and they showed a lot of, you know, uh, excitement around and, and, and they didn't quit. That was the most exciting part. I think they pushed really hard, got an equalizer in like the 93rd minute, something like that to win it. Um, which, and then just watching the celebration, you know, I think, you know, the guys, everybody rushed down. Um, and that, that was exciting. You can tell there's a, a sense of brotherhood and family, um, which is really fun to be a part of, you know, I, you know, I was with my family in the stands and, you know, we're sitting with around, uh, other family members that are watching and just the excitement that they have. And they got to share in that, uh, and tell them, you know, Hey, this is, this is what it's about. And they, it was, it was really fun. Nice. Nice. Jubal for you guys, you guys, uh, kind of came out of your, your first game with a win, right? Yeah. After a penalty shootout, um, against St. Louis city too. Um, you know, this is the team that ended our season last year, um, went on to face Columbus in the, in the championship. Um, so kept us out of the, the Western, you know, championship. Um, so to play them in St. Louis uh, away for the first game, uh, yeah, it was nice to come away with with that win. Uh, we kind of had a late goal. They came back, got one uh, right right at the end of the match to tie it up. We went into penalty shootout and was able to to win it. Um, so that that was really nice to start the season off. Yeah, a little bit of redemption, and uh, St. Louis City is off to a hot start in MLS. So. Uh, their their two team is probably no joke um, as they implement and and have desires and aspirations to follow the what the first team's doing success wise on the field. So uh, kudos for for your guys getting it getting it done on the road. Yeah, as you mentioned, Jubal, um, you know as a standing sit, Tacoma's got two points, and you get a um, sort of like hockey, you kind of get that extra that extra point if you win the penalty shootout. That's kind of unique to. MLS Next Pro, and, and I've been around some of the folks that were decision makers or leaders, and you know the idea was, hey, if the game's tied after uh, after that injury time, we're going to go straight to PKs. And what a, what an interesting thing, guys. Let's talk about this a little bit because that's one of the unique aspects of the league is it's really geared toward development. And I think some of the league leaders were thinking we should get better at PKs in game time situations. And so this kind of affords it. Um, Kevin, you and I have sat in uh, a, a few of these and Jubal, what, let's just give some perspective right now on, on what does this do to the match when you, you know, you're, you're tied going in and, and you've got some, you're going to go straight to PKs. What, what does that do for the players, coaches mentality? Like, how is that? What do you guys see in that? Yeah. Um, it is a little bit different. I think, you know, the, the more common approach obviously is to play extra time. Um, so I think you're from a development standpoint, you know, you're trying to prepare physically for that extended match play. Um, you know, and that's going to impact your decisions, um, 
you know, in, in personnel and who you have on the field um, and when you make those substitutions. Whereas I think going straight to penalties is a little bit different where you probably want your penalty takers available earlier. Um, and it's preparing more of that mental game, um, more of the the emotional piece, right? Where you want guys that are, that have composure um, that can stand, stand in the spot and be able to get it done for you um, in a way that, you know, is, is, is going to be, is going to be good. Cause I think that was, we saw that for uh, Tacoma this weekend, you know, to, to concede with only just a few minutes left and then right away have to go into penalties. You know, they've got to be able to kind of shake that off and then compose themselves for that shootout. And so it puts a lot more of the mental pressure as opposed to the typical, like, physicality piece of being able to go, you know, potentially 120 minutes uh, in a match. So I think that's one of the main differences that I just kind of see in that. Kev, what do you see? Yeah. I I mean, the, just the aspect of going into the pressure cooker like that, I think it helps, especially younger players kind of grow and, and understand that, you know, there's sometimes there's going to be pressure, um, and in this environment, you know, it is one of those things where they, maybe this is the first time they've had an experience with that. Um, I mean, m- a lot of these guys have played for a long time. Uh, they've played through academies or they played, uh, sometimes their whole life. Uh, but something, something about a PK shootout is just, it's exciting. It's fun. Uh, but it's also high pressure. And I think it helps, it helps the guys like Jubal said in their mental, uh, strength because, what I think I've seen is the growth from last year to this year has been immense. And and some of the guys I've been around um, just watching them just grow up a little bit and understand what it really takes to, to play as a professional. Um, And, you know, I I think they, they don't want to go there. I think everybody wants to win in, you know, regular time Um, understanding like, and that's why you, you see teams pressing so hard at the end. That's, primarily what happened this weekend. They were like, Hey, let's try to win this instead of going to PKs. Uh, Cause you can be proficient, but it's still, it's still such a coin flip sometimes. Um, and it's all dependent on, you know, goalies guess, guessing the right way and uh, you know, making sure you're, you're on top of where you need to be. And so I think a lot of teams are like, let's just, let's press and let's try to win early <laughs> and make sure we get the three points instead of the two. Uh, and they, they want that. I, w- I wonder, too, if some of these game changes in the league itself um, aren't just a sweeter spot for us to serve people as chaplains. Because think about the pressure that they're on, right? You know, you're pursuing a first-team contract. You're, you've got these augments or differences to the game that, yeah, add a little bit more risk-reward kind of moment, but but there's a pressure there. And, and then there's just an overall pressure of uh, you're so close to – to gaining or stepping up to that next level. You can see it. It's within sight. Um, I just wonder if that becomes a better space for us serving some of these younger, younger men and their families. Um, guys, one of the changes for this year was we've added some games. So last year, last season, 24 games for each of these teams. We're up to 28 now. Uh, a nice thing that's different about this year, a majority of the games are on uh, Apple TV. Uh, Apple TV Plus, and so you can actually see the games. Um, 
I didn't get a chance to watch them this weekend, but uh, I imagine the quality is a little bit better. Jubal, you you got any insight into that? Just from uh, your perspective, were you able to watch a team this weekend and and see them? What did it feel like compared to last year? Yeah, I felt uh, I felt like it was really good in terms of the quality. Uh, one of the changes that I noticed this year was that uh, there's actual replays now um, in terms of like, you know, after an important play, whether it's a foul or, you know, a goal scored, something like that, there's a replay. Uh, didn't quite notice that uh, with the online streaming through MLS Next Pro last year. Um, the other thing that we kind of miss out, though, on this year is the the full match replays. Um, there was some of that last year that was kind of helpful. So if you missed or wanted to go back and watch, uh, from what I heard, there's there's none of that with uh, Apple TV this year, um, which could be a, a downfall. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. But overall, the quality has been great. The commentating was great. Um, you know, couldn't couldn't be more happy. Nice. Kevin, you and I laughed a little bit because we would watch games last year and see the uh, robotic camera that seemed to try to track with the ball, but it seemed to get lost from time to time. We we missed out on a few goals because of that. But um, yeah, guys, talk a little bit, uh, share a little bit, like how important is it to to watch that away match uh, just in terms of caring for the people you care for? Yeah, I, I think it it's important because, you know, when when you see those guys at training the next week, you know, it's helpful to have, you know, a, a picture of what happened, you know, uh, particularly like if a guy, you know, wasn't featured um, and you're, you know, he's 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 down, there's an opportunity for you to say, hey, you know, I, I saw this or maybe they did play really well and you can talk with some sort of, you know, uh, knowledge of what happened. Uh, it's also helpful like, if a guy gets injured, you know, we never want to see that happen, but if something does happen, you know, you're, you're abreast of the situation. So you're not waiting a full week to kind of catch up with them. You know, if, if a guy hurts himself, you're able to maybe connect with him right away, text um, and and check in and say, Hey, how are you doing? What can I help with? How can I serve you? Um, so I think those are good. And then I think it too, it's just, at least for me, the, 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 the times that I did watch on the feed that, I mean, it was rough. It was hard. <laughs> um, but the times that I did, it also gave me kind of a, a sense of just how they, uh, you know, are they, are they up? Are they down? Um, you know, you get a, a, a better picture through the course of the season. If you're able to watch every single game home or away. Um, and, and then it also, I think, you know, it's a, an opportunity to celebrate too. Like this is one, like when I said, I'm trying to learn from Jubal, one of the things that he does really well is, you know, he'll, he'll post, he'll post who's starting, you know, if when they, when the teams put out their, their information, he posts that he'll post the man of the match. He'll post, you know, winners, losers, that kind of stuff on his socials. And I think that's really helpful um, to know that kind of stuff and to be abreast of that and to, to watch. And so I've tried really hard to, to do the same, uh, to learn from Jubal and say, okay, where do I get this information? And a lot of times it's watching uh, their socials and, and watching, uh, the match, just trying to check in. I mean, plus I, I, I just love soccer. So, you know, all levels of soccer, I love to watch it and any excuse I can to sit down and, and watch a, a match is really fun for me. So yeah, I'll watch any game. You mentioned that Kevin, all, all levels and uh Jubal, I know, uh, well, both of you guys have, you know, families, 
uh, younger children or young children, I would say. And, and um, what is it like ministering to uh, these athletes, to the, to the teams? And are there integration points where you invite them into your home or you're creating some hospitality space? What's that, what's that look like, Jubal? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, I think too, just kind of tying that into the watching the games, um, you know, it's something that my, my kids have become more aware of in terms of like the schedule and rhythm of the team. Um, you know, even after um, the games, like, you know, if my kids can't stay up, they'll, they'll ask me the next morning, like, did they win? Like what, what happened? Uh, they're interested to, to see that. And then as they've had opportunities to uh, meet the players, talk with the players, um, then they look for them on TV um, and they kind of, you know, cheer them on and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so it's nice to see them kind of gravitate towards these guys. And, and in a sense, we do have opportunities because we are younger and have families to be their second family. You know, a lot of these guys are from different parts of the world, different parts of the country, and everyone at the club is all that they have. And so to have a place that they know they can go get a home cooked meal, they can kind of step out and just have a, have a safe space to go to. Um, Cause we've had, we've had guys come to our house for dinner um, is, is really peaceful for them. Um, in fact, one of the players uh, during the off season spent some time back home in Africa and he came back home or came back to the club this year. And uh, he and his mom picked out some, some, kind of native African clothing uh, for my kids. And so they brought back stuff for uh, my kids to wear. So they all have, have outfits now. And um, so we were able to send picture back and just, and just kind of thank them. Um, so there, there is kind of this, this relationship that builds and, and it's very familial and um, getting our kids involved and in, in having them be a part. And I think it's more than, just the soccer piece too like for me I want my kids to know like this isn't just about soccer but like this is ministry and and so whatever God imparts to them maybe one day they grow up in their chaplains too um and and whatever they do but they they saw that in dad they kind of saw that modeling um and so I I hope that they're picking up on some of that um, just as we attend games and they get involved and, you know, help me put the team bags together and all that kind of stuff. They really enjoy that. Yeah. You know, Jubal, you, you said something there, it, it's ministry. And I was thinking, um, I was thinking this is love. Like this is Christian love in action. And it, we humanize, uh, we, we create this, this space where, the beautiful game can actually be beautiful. And I know that for my own family, and it's different now as my children are a little bit older and have been in it longer in the tooth, but um, the people that we've had in our home from around the world and the love and the relationship that's been able to grow and blossom and groom and flourish is just, it is a gift. It's a gift. Like, I sometimes were, was thinking, oh, I'm offering a gift of my home, my hospitality, uh, bread or food that we, we make, but uh, their friendship, their lives in intersecting with, intertwining with our lives 
truly has been a gift. Kevin, has that, have you had similar experience, different experience? What, what's been your experience even just in one year? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when, when, uh, the idea was first presented to me to be a chaplain, uh, I, I, uh, the first two people that I checked in with was my wife and my daughter. And I said, Hey, you know, what would this look like for me to do this? You know, cause it, it's a time commitment, you know, when you're spending time at training, you're going to matches, you're spending. Um, and I said, what do you think about maybe participating in this as well? And they were really excited. And I think that has been last year. And especially the beginning of this year, uh, has been a really sweet thing with my family. It's, um, my daughter, you know, she was, she'd asked, she said, okay, when are their birthdays? I want to write birthday cards. And so already we had a player that had his birthday. She wrote up a card and said, can you take this to training? Give this to the, you know, my, the, the player that needed the birthday card. I said, yeah, absolutely. So I did. And I think that was deeply meaningful to him. Um, he, it's a player that's been at my home. We've also had some guys here. Um, I'm, I'm actually sitting in my kitchen right now at our big dining room table. And, you know, those guys came over and we all sat at the table together and had a family meal together. And similar to what Jubal said, I think there's an opportunity to be a family to them. You know, a lot of them have been in academies and they've stayed in host homes, or maybe they're far away from their families in another place. And just to have something that is, uh, familial is, is good for them, you know, because, you know, there, there is, we have already talked about it, the, the pressure that they feel as players trying to break in, um, sometimes it's okay just to be at somebody's house and have someone else cook them dinner and not have any expectations and just be. Um, and so that's kind of what we try to provide. And we also, you know, as far as our family is concerned, you know, uh, I, I think we're, we're not, you know, hitting any like major um, uh, numbers as far as like, you know, thousands and thousands of people showing up at games. <laughs> so uh we, we try to let them know that we see them, you know, that we're there every game. We were there um, and we, we try to say hello uh, to let them know that we we're for them. You know uh, they sometimes will feel, Hey, like I'm, I'm, am I just playing to an empty stadium every week? Yeah. You know, or does anybody see me? Does anyone care? Yeah. And so an opportunity for us um, as a family to say, yeah, we do see you. We do care for you. We're for you. We're, you know, we're fans. Um and I think that that's a special thing. You know, my, my wife, she's kind of taken it upon herself. You know, when she goes, she, she is so good at, at noticing and saying, okay, that's a player's mom, or that's a player's dad, or that's a girlfriend. Um, and she will seek them out and introduce herself and say, you know, you know, my name's Jen. Oh, my husband is the chaplain. Let me introduce you and connect. And she's a great connector. Um, and so she's spending most of the time, not really watching the game, but talking to families uh, talking to moms and dads, talking to girlfriends. And uh, that's been a really fun thing too, uh, because now there's an opportunity to minister to people, not just that are on the field between the lines, uh, not just the the technical staff, but then there's also the, all the other people that are connected, you know, families also need to know that, you know, they're cared for, you know, we have, we have some players that, you know, they know that I go and I'm there every week. They have my number now. So if, you know, they're saying, Hey, are you able to check in? You know, can you check in with him? Yeah, absolutely. I'm able to do that uh, because we have a relationship uh, and it's partially because of my family and and their ability to, to do that. My daughter, I, I mean, she, she loves to give out the high fives in between, you know, halves and she knows all their names and their birthdays now and, you know, where they're from. And 
everything about them, probably more than I do. So if I need information, I usually go to my daughter and say, Hey, can you, can you tell me like, where did this guy play before? And she's like, Oh, this guy came from this academy or he came from this country and he's been here this long. And I'm like, you're great. So it's more of a, it's more of a team aspect for me. Yeah. For sure. You know, um, as you guys both talk and I see the smiles on your faces and the joy that you've experienced, um, not just yourselves in ministry, but incorporating and integrating family into it. Um, you know, a little side note is, is I often tell folks, cause they ask, what's the time commitment? And I always say, Oh, five to 10 hours. Cause I'm just afraid that they're going to be like, I'm too busy. But what I love about both of you is you've said, um, and you've, you've adopted this concept of, I'm just going to integrate life and what life is. And you know, that's not for everyone, but it's just fun because, um, I've had a few chaplains who a few years down the road, and I hope you guys will say this to me one day too, or just like, Brad, thanks. Thanks for, I love this opportunity because it engages more than just, you know, sermon prep, right? Like if, if we're preaching for, for a message kind of just involves us. And then, and then we preach and, and, you know, there's a, a, at least for me, it, it takes quite a bit of time to craft and prepare that, but it's very much not really done in community. It's just kind of on my own kind of thing. And so I, I love the integrative aspect of, of chaplaincy and work and how this, you know, blesses them, blesses my own family, blesses my own, my own heart and soul. And usually it's, it's never in the container of five to 10 hours. I might, I might have to <clears throat> delete that out of the podcast for any uh, chaplain candidates that are listening. But, um, but I just, I, I love how you guys have, uh, have gone above and beyond um, some of those minimums that we initially asked and, and you've, you've just let it permeate into your lives. Uh, really appreciate that and see that as well. Um, guys, just want to uh, ask you about a new rule that's in for this year. I don't know if you guys even know about this, but um, there's a new rule for MLS next pro in that substitutions, you get 10 seconds. And if you don't leave the field, there's a 60 second, kind of penalty penalty box the the ongoing sub uh can't come on for 60 seconds and play resume so you almost play a man down for a minute uh does this change the game very much uh what, what does this do is this quicken some of the uh delay tactics that have been employed um you know i kind of like mls next pro i think it's kind of a proving ground for new rule substitutions which could probably be frustrating at one level, but uh, what do you guys think of this new rule for this year? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I would say there's, there's also a secondary rule that's somewhat similar um, where if uh, a player needs on-field care, they have to come off for three minutes. Um, so I would say in a sense, like sometimes it feels a little bit like hockey like you almost get these power plays um, at certain instances based on these circumstances. And you can kind of sense that from the energy that's on the field um, in terms of how guys are, you know, kind of pressing or pushing, however you want to call it. Um, so that's, that's interesting, but yeah, I would say it, it definitely has changed the attitude on the field um, in terms of, you know, the, the time wasting and kind of messing around and, and those sorts of things which the rules were intended to do. Um, so I, I think they're having the desired effect. Um, I don't know what will be beyond that. Like if that will become, you know, move up into the MLS at some point or what, 
Um, but but yeah, it, it has definitely changed the game for sure because you can tell when someone's injured, like they're not staying down for too long. Like they're really trying to pull themselves up by their bootstraps um, and get moving um, so they don't have to come off, um, you know, because they don't want to lose that time. Yeah. Seems to add a little bit to the professionalism, maybe the honesty and integrity around the game as it's perhaps designed to do. Um, Kevin, talk a little bit. I've, I've noticed too, or I'm aware that the playoff season um, coming in September. Uh, so the season stretch, cause we've already begun, right? Like here late March and, and we're going till uh, late September. Um, that's a big stretch of time. That's a little bit different than when you and I spoke and you're like, Hey, yeah, about how much of this season is is going to be happening, and you, as a pastor leading a church, uh, you've you've got some things. But um, yeah, talk about length of season. What's this? Uh, how does that fit into uh, the other work that you're involved in and doing? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I think this league is is trying to get closer and closer. I would guess to what they're going to see at the next level, and so we're going to see them add more games, and it's going to probably those calendars may not line up exactly, but they're pretty close, you know? So yeah, this season, you know, preseason was in February. We're starting here in March. We're going to, you know, we're all hopeful that our teams make it all the way to the end and are playing in the championship. Um, so yeah, it is a length of time, but I think, you know, something that you've already touched on is as chaplains who are also, I mean, my full-time job is a pastor and that is my vocation. That's what I'm getting paid to do. I'm volunteering here. Um, I, I just have to adjust my work around that. And thankfully my church has been so gracious to allow me to, to have the space understanding that, you know, there's going to be times where as soon as I preach, I got to hop in the car and I got to make it over to DU, you know, cause they have a early, early game instead of a late night game. Uh, or sometimes when they're playing, you know, late night, there's not a very many Saturday games, but in those situations like last year, they played after the first team and there was already a rain delay. And I don't think I left the stadium till almost one in the morning or something like that. And then I had to preach the next day. And so I, you know, I'm just trying to figure out those rhythms for myself, but also understanding that these guys, it's a long season for them. Yeah. And so last year it was kind of like, as soon as the season was done, a lot of these guys left town, they were out, they wanted to go home. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, okay, what, what's the rhythms that I can find space for them? You know, are those off days the best day to get with them? Um, is it, is it international breaks? Is it like, you know, when we're going to the middle of the summer, you know, the, like where there's some stretches there, I don't know. Uh, so we're still learning that. Um, and then as far as like the, the length of season, I mean, some of these guys, they were still here because the first team is still playing. So they wanted to make that those guys also available. So they're still training. They don't have games that they're participating in as far as the Rapids. They missed out on the playoffs last year, but they were still practicing. I mean, they're still, they're still going and, uh, and, and kind of waiting around and seeing what's happening. So yeah. it is a unique thing for a lot of these guys and the space they find themselves in uh, because they ultimately want to be with the first team and they have to be available. So the, the shoulders of the season, the beginning and the end, you know, they're, they're like, they're they're participating with their team now, but they're also also available maybe for call-ups to the first team. So they have to be ready for uh, even longer because, I mean, MLS is going till what, December? Yeah. So they're, September may be the end, but they're really around September, October, if the first team is still rolling into November, which is wild. I mean, that's 
a year long thing that they're really yeah. committed. Yeah, to. another another layer as as you kind of mentioned it, another layer to what uh, what the athletes and and folks have to face. So another point of support. Well, I've heard a little rumor that uh, you guys might be getting together when Colorado takes on Tacoma. Is this uh, is this true, guys? Uh, we've talked about it. I don't know if Jubal will have me. I'm I'm more than excited for him to come here. Uh, I don't know if he'll have me when I go there, but we'll see. Jubal, you will do I, worse I at this golf here. That the, uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring my mountain bike instead. Um, yeah, I can confirm that the uh, rumors of bromance are true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've talked. And I, and I would say, too, to that point, like one of the other things that's interesting is, you know, Kevin alluded to this earlier that, you know, us being kind of like the MLS Next Pro guys, there's also been some interesting just kind of, I don't know, like we're kind of rivals, but at the same time, like we, we've we had players transfer to, to Colorado and been able to make handoffs with Kevin. And, you know, there's kind of like this unique kind of partnership, so to speak, that's forming between he and I and, you know, learning from each other. Uh, I I had an assignment for school recently and was able to interview Kevin and learn from him um, because even though he is newer, like he's doing some things that I feel like I could learn from. Um, so yeah, it's it's just really unique, uh, and I'm I'm hoping that we're able to make it work and uh, be able to have like you know two MLS Next Pro chaplains together when our teams are here, and that just be a really cool unique time. So. Yeah, I, I I'm excited about it because the the reality is, I mean, as you know, we're we're ministering to guys who are highly competitive, you know, and they there are rivalries that you know they want to beat certain teams and things like that. It's different for us in that there's a high level of collaboration where we're all on the same team theoretically, right? We yeah. obviously, you know, I I think we are uh, we see this differently perhaps where we say, hey, like we, I mean, anytime a guy leaves the rapids and go somewhere else. Like we're, we're doing our best to reach out to that chaplain to say, Hey, here's this guy. Would you be willing to meet with him? That kind of stuff. Or if someone's asking from somewhere else, they transfer in. Uh, yeah. We're working together because that that's the, that's my heart in this is that, yeah. When R2 and, and, and Tacoma face off, you know, there might be radio silence for that week. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how friendly we'll be toward each other, but I think some of that too is like we, I genuinely, you know, we want to see this league do well. And so, yeah, I think, you know, I have, I have friends that are chaplains in, in other levels as well. And, you know, I'm drinking out of a, a New Mexico United cup right now, you know, I have <laughs> my college roommate at, in USL. So like there's, there's a lot of that where we're, we want to see the level rise in all levels and we want care to be shown to everybody. Um, it would be great if there was a, you know, in, a, in every team in our league had a chaplain, that would be awesome, you know, yeah. because that means that those guys are getting cared for. Um, yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I, I can't wait for Jubal to come. I'm going to, I'm going to roll out the red carpet as best I can. Um, and show or the green carpet or the burgundy carpet, the, bur carpet the burgundy carpet. Like... Yeah. Well, not green for sure. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not really a fan of green. Yeah. Uh, I bet. I bet. Well, yeah. guys, you, you know, my heart and vision as well. A lot of the, a lot of the sports ministry groups that lead some of the other MLS teams kind of, they think they can do it all. And I disagree with them. Um, 
I would say politely, but no, I feel pretty strongly that each each team like you guys are owning and caring for and shepherding and being there, being available for it's 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 its own entity in so many ways. And you know, Kevin, you know, just part of the backdrop of our story and our partnership together has been that there's not enough of me to go around to Rapids too. It's not even fair. Um, and, and so my heart and my, I'm going to be pushing people and saying, look, you need to find, uh, two chaplains. You need to find that colleague, that someone that can work with you. And, and so that's part of my work when, uh, when I'm not with the team and, and doing other things is, is to try to find, and I'm hopeful that we'll get a Huntsville chaplain, um, this year online since, since our chaplain with Nashville SC is there. And, uh, and I'm going to be pushing and telling, Hey guys, this, this works really well when you share the load, when you share ministry and share the opportunity. So reinforcements are coming. Reinforcements are coming guys. And, uh, I just appreciate you both, uh, being in and involved and loving on the people God's called you to. And I don't want to cause more division than may already exist, but it's time for crosses with Rev. And so you guys are going to be doing head to head in a way although you're going to be answering some different questions. And um, Jubal, I know you finished first last season, but right now Kevin is ahead in the standing since they had a legitimate win and not a penalty shootout win. Uh, no, I'm not I'm not trying to dig at you a little bit, but yeah, maybe I, I support Rapids 2 now a little bit better than Tacoma Defiance. Although... Uh, I do have a defiance uh, scarf there on the background. Um, so, Kevin, I'm going to let you make the choice, kind of like American football. You can uh, choose to go first or you can defer and make Jubal go first. I don't know what you feel is an advantage, but let me describe the game to you guys. Mm -hmm. um, so, essentially, I've factored out all these questions. You guys may have heard me play this game with some other chaplains or other guests on the pod before. Um, I ask you two types of question. It's a either or, or it's a short answer. So I might say, uh, do you like snow or do you like rain? You know, and it's just a, it's a quick fire answer. You want to get through answer as, as many as you can. Uh, that'll get you the points that you, uh, you need. Currently our point leader, Ben Dudley with the Portland Timbers, uh, a chaplain. Um, he's got 25 points. Yes, Jubal, I see your thumb down on that. Um, and so you guys are kind of going up against, uh, some of the other chaplains that have rated and ranked. So Kevin, um, if there aren't any questions that you guys have, uh, I've got my questions ready. I have a one minute timer. The timer starts after I finish the first question. And if I can begin the question before the timer ends, you, you know, it's a little squishy on the end there with that one minute, but, uh, if I can, Ask that question before the timer's over. Uh, you get that that other question. We tally up the points. Uh, it's one point for the either ors, and it's three points for a short answer. Um, any questions, you guys? No, I'm ready. Okay, you it. guys are ready, Kevin. You get a choice. You want to go first, or do you want to defer? Let's go. Let's go first. Let's Ooh. let's start on the attack. I'm ready. All right. Starting on the attack, uh, man, maybe this is a sign of things to come. It's going to be interesting to see where you guys finish up in the leaderboards. But all right, Kev, so um, 
you're ready. I'm going to start the timer after the first question. Here we go. Left-footed or right-footed? Right. My favorite EPL team is? Arsenal. Dribble, pass, or shoot? Shoot. Call or text? Text. Settlers of Catan or Ticket to Ride? Uh, Catan. Marathon or Turkey Trot? Turkey Trot. Tapatio or Tabasco? Oh, Tabasco. Chapel or Wellspring? Whoa, Wellspring. My favorite post-game meal is? Pizza. ABQ or BBQ? BBQ. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Keller or Spurgeon? Keller. Cyberfield or Dick Sporting Goods Park? Oh, Dick Sporting Goods Park. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Rapids 2 or Rapids 1? R2. My favorite comedian is? Jim Gaffigan. Hinkley High or Denver Broncos? Oh, Hinkley. All right. All right, you got through 17. So let me add up your points real quick. 23 points, Kev. All right. So you just fall a little short of Ben Dudley on the leaderboard. That gives Jubal a little bit. I, I think it's an advantage for Jubal personally because I think he's got, not that the questions are the same, but he's got a, mm -hmm. I don't know. Jubal, you feel ready? Let's do this. Oh, look, he's, he's rubbing his hands together. <laughs> he, he's also a veteran. So, you know, like. That's true. He has he, been on the pod before. He, but He knows what's up. Yeah. We'll we'll probably have to change his game at some point and create something new, but um, yeah. that's okay. We'll we'll see how Jubal does, right? You know. So, um, all right, Jubal, here we go. Left footed or right footed? Right. My favorite EPL team is Everton. Dribble, pass, or shoot? Shoot. Call or text? Text. Premier League or Championship? Premier League. Coach or play? Coach. Tim Howard or Clint Dempsey? Ooh, Dempsey. Disc golf or foot golf? Foot golf. My favorite post-game meal is? Uh, barbecue. Lumen Field or Cheney Stadium? Lumen. Liberty University or Northwest University? Liberty. Starbucks or Seattle's Best? Seattle's Best. Ethiopian or Colombian? Ooh, Colombian. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Light, medium, or dark? Light. My favorite comedian is? Jim Gaffigan. Chipotle or Cadoba? Chipotle. All right. Ooh. Oh. You guys tied. Oh, oh. my gosh. You guys I, tied. I don't know how you could go any faster than that, honestly. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was the question giver that... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, Dudley was only two points ahead of you guys. So uh, here, I, I had some other questions just in case. Uh, Jubal, Lineker or Rooney? Ooh, Rooney. Nike or Adidas? Adidas. 442 or 433? 442. Oh, 
Wow. Um, Kevin, wake and take or Starbucks? Ooh, wake and take. Plane or bus? <laughs> Plane, for sure. NIV or the message? Uh, NIV? Maybe? Yeah. Can I say neither? Can I say neither? I don't know. Ooh, but, ne- yeah. yeah, you could have said neither. You could have said both. Um, yeah, I don't, maybe I'll have to go back and review the tape. How did Dudley get through? I do think like Cyberfield or Dick's Sporting Goods Park, right? That question's so long, right? Um, Liberty University or Northwest University. So some of it is, you know, the size of question. Yeah. Um, I'm trying I mean, to think. At Jubal, this point, you, Jubal, you stumbled a little bit, Tim Howard or Clint Dempsey. I thought about putting up another, uh, instead of Tim, putting up another Sounders guy there. Um, mm. You know, Kevin, did you, you, you know, I, I said chapel or wellspring. So the kind of the, the caveat there was Calvary, right? That's mm-hmm. the, yeah. which Calvary do you prefer? Um, yeah. You guys, you guys tracked well with it though. It was fun. It was good. Keller or Spurgeon, I, I, I think I saw on Instagram where you were reading both guys. So I kind of thought, oh, which one? Yeah. Anyway, you get it. What's funny is um, I get to do this. So it's it's definitely from my chair and my perspective. Someone was like, oh, we need to do this with you. And yeah, when you guys start podcasting, let me know. We'll do crosses <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys will go onto the leaderboard. You tie Kurt Trempert and Lori Kruger. Uh, a couple other chaplains. Kurt's with us. Lori uh, serves NWSL. Um, but you guys were ahead of Rod Underwood, coach and, and a board member for us. So kudos. Good good on for you. Well, hey, guys, to close us out, what I want to ask you both to do is I just want to ask both of you to pray a blessing um, over your teams, over MLS Next Pro. So uh, not really long, but just a few a few words of, of hope and blessing and outlook for uh, not only your teams, but the people that have been part of your ministry and your service. And, uh, and we'll close it up with that. So uh, Jubal, I'm going to ask you to start and Kevin, if you'd finish us and then uh, yeah, we'll move on. Thanks guys. Father, we thank you for this time to gather this morning. Um, Even though we're from different parts of the country and different backgrounds. Um, we are collective um, and we are a brotherhood. Um, and your word tells us that when we are gathered, that you are present. And uh, we just thank you for this time to celebrate um, all that you've done up to this point and everything that you are doing and everything that you will do. Um, and we just look to you and we pray over this season. Uh, Father, and I pray that. Uh, as our teams uh, begin their seasons, Lord, that you would uh, protect their travel. Uh, we know that being a North American league means a lot of distance, a lot of miles, a lot of different logistical pieces that have to line up. Um, and we pray that your hand would be upon all of those things, um, that you would protect them as they go, uh, changing in elevation and weather and climate and, and all those different things and how it can affect their body, which affects performance. Uh, which affects mentality. And and so we just ask your hand um, and all of those details uh, because we know that you are a God of details. And uh, would you watch over our teams as they uh, begin their season and uh, continue to be in those details? 
And yes, Father, we are so thankful uh, just for this opportunity to be together, uh, to talk a little bit about this league. And uh, God, we're just also asking that you um, continue to give us opportunities to to be the hands and feet of Christ um, through our clubs and the opportunities that we will continue to have with players, technical staff, family members, um, all all the things and all of the, the people that are connected to these clubs. Uh, Lord, I, I just will ask the same that you continue to keep uh, players safe and healthy. You're also just, we're just praying for all the logistics and the things that can be uh, strange in a new league, uh, new rules, all those things that, that, that you continue just to make the pathway smooth. Uh, and Lord, I'm just also just asking just for uh, continued um, opportunities for and chances to to show what it means to be a part of a family. Uh, God, we're thankful that you've given us those opportunities, but continue to do so. Uh, and Lord, we just pray. I'm praying right now that you add more chaplains to all levels mm-hmm. of soccer. Uh, we're just asking that you bring in more chaplains into MLS Next Pro, but also in the USL and MLS, uh, collegiate, uh, the NWSL. There's, there's so many opportunities and teams that are without someone to be there to care and shepherd. Um, we're, we're praying right now that you continue to raise up and provide more so that um, players at any level and at all uh, all across the country here in the United States and beyond are able to be uh, have an opportunity to be with a chaplain uh, to be cared for really well. Uh, we love you. Amen. 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 Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Jubal. Thank you guys for joining today. Jubal, we forgot to add, we'll be praying that Everton uh, doesn't go down too hard um, <laughs> under the championship level, but probably is going to happen. I don't know. Just got to be better than the worst, right? news. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, this is Rev Brad with Rev Kevin and Jubal McDaniel coming to you from the touchline.